this one more time. Do you want to be in the inner circle? Do you want me to be in the inner circle, Chris? All right, you know what? You know who the biggest jackass is in oh, AEW? I know, I know who the biggest jackass in AEW oh, yeah. is. Do you I'm want to say know? it right now? I'm going to say I'm it. Gonna say you want to know who the biggest jackass is? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. How's it going, everybody? Rajani Rawls here, and I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the, the War Report. Uh, we are post full gear here, our first ALW pay per view. Cyrus, how are you feeling on this Thursday night? I'm tired, man. <laughs> but it's uh, it's been a week for pro wrestling, so uh, I'm all good. For the most part. <laughs> week, week's been going good so far? Yeah. Um, so far, um, got all my schoolwork done so I can make time. So I can make time for, like, all the wrestling stuff that happens on Wednesdays. Since uh, I mainly have classes on Monday. And then I try to do all my schoolwork on Tuesday. <laughs> and then try to make enough time to, like, watch AEW and NXT. Uh... Wednesday uninterrupted and then you know do this uh, the following day. Yes, we are very dedicated here uh, Just in case you don't know already. Uh, I'm pro your co-host Marjani Rawls and that is Cyrus um, I <laughs> Interesting thing. I had a wedding to go to uh, after day after full gear <laughs> so I was kind of like getting ready for that and <laughs> um, like watching the pay-per-view uh, I'm sure we will. We got a whole plethora of um, ALW stuff to go through. Uh, uh, I, I heard you. Uh, I heard you catching bouquets at the wedding, man. Oh yeah. Okay. So I caught the garter. <laughs> <laughs> I caught the garter at the wedding, and uh, if you go by what tradition is, I guess I'm the next one to get married. So um, Cyrus, the big bottles, baby. <laughs> So I guess Cyrus and uh, I guess the rest of the RWC, RNC will uh, have to be on standby for that because I guess I'm the next one up. Um, I, I, ne I never been. Actually, I don't even know where you're going to have your wedding, but I probably haven't been there. So, you know, I'm out. <laughs> well, it's funny because, like, everybody said, like, the reaction of me catching it or, like, grabbing <laughs> it, I was just like, oh, what did I just do? And then, like, because <laughs> it, it was funny because, like, it was one of my best friend's wedding from, like, uh, college. And she was like, you're going to catch it. And I'm like, there's no way. Like, I'll just position myself where um, <laughs> I don't do this. And I did it. So. Hey, man. Y'all heard it here first. First <laughs> RNC wedding, I guess. Um, so. NXT, we are going to jump into NXT first. Um, yeah. There were a lot of injuries on this show. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. A lot of uh, nose injuries. Jeez. Like, I, I almost called it, like, shoot, shoot NXT or shoot Wednesday. Because, like, I was like, good Lord. Like. Yeah, uh, for the NXT crowd, oh, that shit getting very unsafe out there, or just like, just like a lot of people are getting really hurt, and it's kind of, uh, it, it's, uh, it's kind of sad, like. <laughs> yeah, especially going uh, into like. Obviously, I never want. Yeah, especially also, I just don't want anybody to get hurt. So like, when I saw like, you know, Aaliyah like get her nose broken, like, oh, she's a job or whatever, but it's just like you know, like that doesn't mean I want like her to get her like 
you know, her face broken. Like, that sucks. <laughs> so NXT, of course, they're building up. Well, they're in the unique predicament where they have to build up for war games and also the invasion between Raw and SmackDown. And yeah. this episode definitely played on it. Um, the overarching theme that happened during the night is that there was somebody attacking some of the female superstars. Uh, Tegan and Ray, Ray got laid out. Candice LeRae <laughs> got laid out. And everybody was wondering, uh, like, who's doing this? Like, mm-hmm. um, Originally, um, when I saw it, I was just like, all right, this is like a rant, like, this can't be, like, within NXT and, uh, you know, this can't just be within NXT because, like, you get three faces getting hurt and then you have two heels getting hurt. Uh, so I was just like, nah, like, can't, uh, Candace, you know, I guess unconscious or, like, you know, getting laid out <laughs> near, uh, Jessamine, uh, Jessamine Duke and, uh, Maria Shafir. So, like, I was just like, all right, something's happening here. Like, it had to be, like, an evasion of some sort. Yeah, we had, oh, yeah, we also had a uh, Scarlet Bordeaux um, sighting also. She was checking on Candace. Uh, oh, okay, that was her? Because I saw people uh, going crazy for her on Twitter, but I, I, I didn't recognize her in the moment. Yeah, she's in NXT. I don't know. I don't think she's going to be in one of the teams, but um, not yet. Uh, but, yeah, it's... Everybody was getting beat up. Everybody was catching it. And um, we'll get to that like when we go, go to the end. But we started off with a really good Leo Rush-Angel Garza match. Angel Garza, mm-hmm. man, let me tell you something. He's like, something. <laughs> that, dude, that dude is great. I don't know if, like, he <laughs> – they did – they basically started off really fast, like, with all these countering moves to start off. And then he went out into the crowd and removed his pants in front of it. I like I did a double take and I was like, "Yo, is that his wife?" I'm like, "Yo, oh man." When he went into the crowd, I was just like, "All right, what is he doing here?" <laughs> and then uh, you know, Mauro Ronaldo pointed out that was his wife and gave her like a shysty look as he like <laughs> took his pants off. And uh, Leo Rush after uh, after this match having a very like you know cheated, very heelish uh, promo, so that should be cool going forward. Do you think he's going to turn heel anytime soon? Um, I, I I'll say yeah, depending on who his next challenger is going to be, because if it's like Isaiah Swerve Scott, who has been getting pushed to the damn moon uh, these past, like, four, three to four weeks, so, like, if it's Isaiah Swerve Scott, like, I don't see him, like, I don't see Isaiah turning for Leo, you know? Yeah. I thought, yeah, Leo gets the gets the win here. I just thought, like, that that's kind of what makes the difference between NXT, because they can have matches that start off the night like this. Like, mm-hmm. um, I love when Leo cut out, like, uh, kicked out of the wing clipper. Then, like, Garza tries to go for that, like, top rope The one. super wing clipper. <laughs> and then they have, like, the headbutt yeah. match. Man. Leo, if if he would have got off the top rope uh, wing clipper, I think Leo Rush would have been severely hurt. Because <laughs> there's, like, really no way to protect yourself. 
there was that that moonsault power slam they did, and then mm-hmm. uh, like I don't know, like I think that this played to to their strengths. Like uh, obviously, like Angel Garza is like the bigger guy, but like he showed off his speed, uh, he showed off his quickness, and he played with Leo, like played into Leo's like style. I, I want to, I basically want to see this match again. Like I, I hope this is oh, not yeah. the end between them. Especially yeah, with uh, uh, Angel Garza's disrespect towards this way. If they were to keep the feud going, I think that would be great because a lot of the Cruiserweight title feuds, just like, you know, just in the history of it, the longest feud that ever, like, happened for the title was Cedric Alexander and Enzo Amore. You know? Yeah. So, oh, I, Enzo, I do think... Oh, the Enzo the, days, the... That's called the ghetto uh, <laughs> the, 205 live days. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, not a lot of people get, not a lot of people kind of like get like rematches. I think like the closest thing we probably got to it was Mustafa Ali and uh, Buddy Murphy. So I, I think if they continue this feud and just like continue having great matches and just develop more and more chemistry, like. That's going to be fantastic. Like, if they have a match at War Games, like, it's going to be off the wall. So before we get into this Finn Balor promo, uh, just wanted to mention that Johnny Gargano is indeed hurt. He does have Mm -hmm. a a neck injury that's going to keep him out of War Games. I don't know, like, I don't know if they really commented on the severity of it, but, yeah, that's a big, it's it's a big loss. if If it's a neck injury... I'm I'm automatically taking it super seriously, just with you know people like Paige and uh, shit. I can't come up with another example. Ch- right uh, Champa, uh, Champa, Edge. Oh yeah, Champa. Yeah. Well, Champa's a freak. Like, he came back in like seven months. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's a mark. Yeah, uh, Johnny gonna have to like you know start blowing up his phone and just like how'd you do it? Um, but yeah, it, it really sucks for Johnny Organo. I. I knew when he took that bloody Sunday on the ramp, like, that shit hurt. <laughs> and then, you know, I think just last week, we only saw, like, just, like, the top of his head that was, like, just super red. And I was just like, oh, you know, like, CT records, like, you know, all the jokes and stuff like that. But obviously, he's still concerned for his health. But, like, no, uh, I'm, I'm kind of sad that he's being left out of uh, war games. Yeah, because I think... The uh, the Finn and Gargano match would bang, but maybe like mm-hmm. you could delay that until like WrestleMania uh, takeover build. So uh, they got to call an audible mm-hmm. here. So Finn Balor. Or, actually, no, I don't think he'll be ready before the uh, Royal Royal Rumble weekend. Yeah, I think, like you said, like with neck injuries, you kind of want to take that really serious, and you don't want to rush anybody back because that could exacerbate mm-hmm. it. So like, yeah, like keep him out and then kind of build to that and get Finn some wins. And then, you know, like that's your, that's your mania match right there. If he could come back. So, yeah. So with injuries, creative has to call an audible here. So like Finn is basically asking what happens to NXT and he calls out Matt Riddle <laughs> <laughs> and then they fight. Then undisputed era comes out. Ciampa comes out and then Keith Lee follows um, so basically, uh, before we get into Roddy and Keith, uh, the war games match here, uh, 
now it's going to be uh, Finn Balor versus Matt Riddle. What are your thoughts on that? Because obviously, with Matt Riddle fighting Finn, that takes a man out of the uh, the Man War Games match. Yeah. Um, sucks that Matt Riddle's out of War Games, but this is an this is an amazing call. Uh, this is an amazing audible. I I look. I want to see this match, but that's it. There's no but. I want to see this match, <laughs> and I think since Matt Riddle is already, you know, he's already took a couple losses in the past uh, in the past couple of weeks. I think like his last one was against like uh, Cameron Grimes, but like you know, before that, he he was taking some losses. So it is what it is. Um, I don't see a problem with uh, you know quote-unquote feeding him to uh to finn is going to be an amazing match and you know i think i think this is uh i think this will keep him healthy for uh the survivor series match yeah he's gonna, you think he's gonna be in the survivor series uh team see that's tough because like a lot of these guys have to are, are gonna have to pull double duty like i know adam cole is gonna have mm-hmm. to like undisputed air has and like you, Adam Hill has like the hairline fracture on his wrist, so I don't know how like yeah. tough you want to push him. And of course, I you're gonna you're gonna have Champa do double duty too, I think, and maybe Keith Lee. Yeah, I think Matt Riddle. Like, why not? You know what I mean? Like, why not have him there? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the NXT pulling double duty is like insane. <laughs> um. Like, <laughs> hey, like Johnny, you know, people. Johnny said, like they got to pull that big boy schedule now. You know what I mean? Their their main roster. Yeah. No. All right, but like two pay per views back to back. This is a little insane. Uh, but God bless NXT. Um, if they, you know, get some, if they like, you know, if they lose some matches at like uh Survivor Series, like. Is this going to be like, well, they were pulling fucking double duty, or you know, like somebody gets hurt? Like, I think this double duty thing is uh, a little crazy. Also, I, I don't, I only see, uh, I only see them winning the women's match at Survivor Series. Ooh. Um, oh, so that that is the only match I see them winning. Well, alluding to that, um, we're actually uh, the War Report and the A Show are actually going to. Um, join like Voltron next week and we're going to do a massive mm-hmm. just to tease uh, we're going to do a massive um, takeover and Survivor Series special where we kind of give our predictions yeah so look forward to that this next is week. the first this is the fir- uh, the first time we all came together since uh, I think the 100th episode right yeah so yeah. yeah so we're like I said like Voltron or like if you like the Power Rangers <laughs> or Megazord like we're morphing together for that so be on the lookout for that. Roderick Strong and Keith Lee. Man, listen. Keith Lee, <laughs> the past few weeks, has been outstanding. And Roderick Strong is always going to be good for a, a really good match. And I think mm-hmm. that they really worked the whole, like, Keith being super powerful, but, like, Roderick had, having to be crafty. And then holding off on, like, the big move, power moves of Roderick until the end. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I like how they did that and how they booked the match. 
Um, yeah, Keith Lee these past couple weeks has been like the coolest guy. Uh, you know, one of the coolest big men on their roster uh, at this moment. Like, you know, just the match series that he has with uh, Dijakovic, um, the triple threat that uh, Roddy Strong was a part of, the NXT invasion. Uh, invasion. I mean, uh, the SmackDown invasion and the Raw invasion. And Keith Lee cutting a, you know, a really good, you know, promo. Uh, you know, just a little, uh, just just a little bit uh, good mic work uh, on this night. I, I see him. Uh, he got to get that. Uh, he got to be in a title picture. I need, I need Keith Lee with some gold. To think that a year, like, prior to this, like, he was looking for wins. He was losing a lot. And now he's just in the thick of things. Like... And I love mm-hmm. how they are really showcasing him to be not only a big man, but a really athletic big man. So, like, you look at mm-hmm. him against a Roderick Strong, and this match was I, – I, it was another amazing <laughs> match. He's on a string of them. Yeah. And the same thing with Roddy. I think they made the right call here with uh, Keith winning. I think he needed a big win. And, of course, you had the big brawl mm-hmm. on the outside, Matt Riddle – Laying waste to undisputed era, and then Finn <laughs> comes and <laughs> sends him to God. That was a rough, uh, what the, hey, the stair spot? Real shooter, it, real shooter, man. It was shooter Wednesday. It was it was shooter. <laughs> it was definitely shooter Wednesday. I'm like, wow, man. Is like that all right? But Finn um, again gets his comeuppance, but Keith gets the win. So. Like I said, like, and I just wanted to segue into another guy that you you actually talked about, whose star <laughs> riseth, and that is Isaiah Swerve Scott, and he went against Bronson Reed, a, a guy that I really oh, like. Uh, wait, uh, j- j- just to bring it back a little bit. Okay. Uh, during oh, yeah, the brawl yeah, yeah, with yeah. Uh, during the brawl with uh, Undisputed Era, replacing Matt Riddle will be. Uh, Donovan Dijakovic. Yeah, how did I, how did I forget that? So, so Dom <laughs> comes down and he lays waste to everybody, and it looks like he was gonna fight Keith Lee because they had that rivalry, right? And then he turns around and it's he joins the team. So now that Matt Riddle is not on the team, now we have we're back to three guys. So we're waiting for <laughs> a fourth. Before we get into to the Swerve Scott match. Um, who do you think is going to be the fourth? <laughs> now that I thought, you know, Donovan Dijakovic was going to be, you know, the fourth man, um, I think it should be... Let it be, uh, let it be Isaiah. I'm going to pull a wild card here. I think it should be Damian Priest. All right. I wanted to pull a wild card, but you put me on the spot, so I said Swerve Scott. But, yeah, Damian Priest would be good. Wait, no. He's definitely going to be in the triple threat that night. Yeah, but, like, I'm like. I, Survivor Series team, maybe. True. I just don't think. I just think that, like, they're building Damian Priest up so much that, like, I'm like, you can't. He's He's got to be on. I think he has to be on a team. I Swerve can also be like he'd also be a great choice. I if I went down to the two of them, I'm I'm gonna go like 
I think Swerve is like the safe pick, but I'm gonna go. I'll go with Damian mm-hmm. Priest. I'm probably wrong, but um, I'll go with Damian Priest. Uh, I usually go for the free picks, but yeah. And I, honestly, just right now, I just don't see anybody else. Yeah, because like you, you know, you got Keith, you got Champa, and you got Dom, and you're like. Oh man, Riddle like, would have been really good in that team. But then again, like they, they're pretty much other than Champa, they are dwarfing undisputed era. <laughs> um, if if I had to pick, like uh, you know, some if I had to take, I uh, had to take a wild card pick. We do do. I mean, we do need some NXT UK representation. That would be. I'm saying that would be interesting. That, that, that we got on uh, Raw and SmackDown, even though it's uh, it was one of those uh, it was one of the UK tape shows. Yeah, and uh, if you watched uh, NXT UK this week, uh, apparently Tyler <laughs> and uh, uh, Ono had an amazing match this week. So I gotta go okay. back and watch. You gotta it. check it out. But that's what I'm hearing. Uh, it would be cool. That be <laughs> Tyler and, and like. I'm thinking back to like world worlds collide, um, from from basically for what we saw like there is there's history between Tyler and um, Roddy, Roderick Strong. So ah, true. So they could play off that as well. Oh, like also I don't. Uh, it's been a while since Cameron Grimes has made a TV appearance. I think actually it's been like two weeks now. Yeah. Yeah, that shit dead. It uh, gets all the in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like we were talking about, uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott, his star doth rise. If uh, he's going against Bronson Reed, is <laughs> another good showing for both men. Even though Bronson Reed took the L here, Swerve is he's moving up. He is definitely yeah. on the rise. I'm not sure. Maybe he goes. For that uh, North American title against Roddy, you know, later down the road, maybe he goes for well, Leo uh, Rush. I, I think uh, he had a title shot uh, like three weeks ago. He may have. I think so. You think? Yeah, he, he definitely had him. Uh, he he you, had a match against Roddy already. Yeah. Do you think he goes against Leo? You, you think he's the the next contender here? I would I would save it, but yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, like you said, he could be that fourth. You know what I mean? Like, hey, next man up, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't, I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we'll, we'll, like, we'll get into that next week. So, Pete Dunne and Killian Dane were supposed to have a match. And Killian Dane has... Thank God that didn't happen. <laughs> Pete Dunne missed the second hour. He is back on the second hour this week. Get out of here on the first hour. Um, mm-hmm. So Killian Dane, who's been interfering in every goddamn match for the past five weeks, finally got the tables turned against him when Damian Priest attacks to attack him. And then all three men <laughs> brawl. <his> ass. <laughs> um, Damian Priest did, you know, the call it the crucifix bomb with a razor's edge with the, the security guy guarded to everybody. And he stands tall. What do you think? Yeah, would you definitely think? looked really strong. He looked really strong. Like I said, I'm really impressed with Damian Priest's reformation from Punishment Martinez from ROH. 
What did you think about the three-man <laughs> brawl? I think that, like you said, um, this is a this is probably going to be a takeover match. It's going to be against all three men. What do you think about the the brawl here? Um, I had concerns about like where this feud was going. I thought you know Cameron Grimes or Tyler Bate might get involved. Excuse me, and then you know we might have like a tag team match or some stuff like that, but. Now it's fairly like to me it's like very, fairly clear that this is just going to be a triple threat. From there, uh, the shooter night continues. <laughs> we had a, <laughs> we had a uh, main event: Mia versus Io Shirai, a ladder match. Uh, this is for the the woman advantage at the War Games match. I okay so. I know some people have been down on Mia Yim. I think both ladies brought it here. Like they, there were some yeah. brutal spots. Like you know, um, Eo getting suplexed on the ladder. Uh, the uh, the, uh, the missile drop kick to Mia's face. Oh, listen, I didn't. Okay, so at the end of the match, I'm like looking and I'm like, oh my god, like Mia's leaking. Mia's leaking bad. Oh. You you could have seen it during the match. Like, I think the black mat for the floor does them a real service. But if you look, like, just at that moment, it is pouring from her face. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah, I'm like, yo, is she is she going to be able to finish the match? And you know what? She did. She did. Yeah. She- and, and took another crazy spot, like, two minutes after. Yeah, like, it was like ECW Mia. Like, she was, like, getting her, like, balls Mahoney on a little bit. And <laughs> yeah, so she basically gets the advantage. She's going up uh, up top of the ladder. And out comes NXT UK's women's champion, Kaylee Ray, on another crazy spot, which sends Mia flying into ladders, which it looked like she missed a little bit. And if you look from mm-hmm. the injury report to today, today, not only did she injure her nose, it looks like she has some rib damage too. Yeah, like she's uh, a possible rib fracture. Yeah, because she's holding. Because like you see her like with the refs, like she's holding her ribs. I'm like, that's a crazy mm-hmm. spot to take, especially after you just got your face, uh, you know, busted open. Right now, Mia Yim is on her data. Uh, she's reported to be day to day. I don't know what that really means, <laughs> but um. Just, just let her rest, please. No, like war games is happening very soon, <laughs> and if they're getting hurt now, they're like, you know, like the pay per view is like gonna get super messed up. Like you can't like calling a lot of audibles here. Like it's gonna look real shaky for them during uh you know Survivor Series if they're like getting like hurt now. I I mean. With the Io Shirai match, she does kind of work stiff a little bit, but the, both of these ladies did. And I'm like, yo, you got yeah, like, you got a War Games match soon, and I'm sure Io is going to do a moonsault off that damn cage. So, like, like oh, wow, like they're oh. going into it. Can't wait for that. <laughs> um, Io Shirai just has a, just an amazing moonsault. So Kaylee Ray is the fourth pers- participant in Shayna's match. Uh, there was this cool spot where Eo's on top of the <laughs> top of the ladder, and Bianca's there, and Kaylee's there, and uh, Shayna comes out and applauds mm-hmm. them, 
And guess what? The attacker comes out. Uh, I know some people thought it was Kaylee Ray. I'm like, I don't think Kaylee Ray like attacked For everybody, what? like attacked <laughs> NXT. It was Bailey. It was Evil Bailey. E- Bailey SmackDown, out- SmackDown Women's Champion, uh, local aunt Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey smacked, <laughs> smacked Shayna with the chair. Uh, I forgot what her move was called uh, when she. Was the Vina Rosa? Yeah, I, uh, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I think. I think Chris is gonna kill us. Yeah, I know. Chris is. <laughs> Chris is gonna listen to this. Like, God damn it! Um, I, I think it's like. Uh, I think it's like Thorn. Like something Thorn. You know, he gonna body us. I hope you don't hear this. Chris, we're sorry, man. Uh, she did that. <laughs> she, I will. I will definitely look it up before. But she did that. Right. Yeah. Actually, yeah, go ahead and look it up. So Bailey's been. I like to. Okay, so initially I thought it was Becky. I'm like, oh, Becky's here. She's laying people out. You know what I mean? But I like that they did the swerve here with Bailey because Mm -hmm. everybody's been, like, if you've been listening to the A show, everybody's been kind of focusing on Shayna and Becky. I'm like, hey, man. And and Shayna's been attacking (laughs) Bailey (laughs) seemingly almost every damn week. But, ba- but Bailey showed yeah. you on on the main show and that um, NXT that she's not to be messed with and um, or, or um, you know underestimated. Uh, I really, really don't like how you know Bailey's just like not really a factor in any of the SmackDown promotion or like you know like uh, Survivor Series stuff. Like I think it took it took uh till, you know the UK tapings for Bailey to like you know, be seen as like an actual like threat in the uh in that women's match. Uh, just to t- touch on it briefly because the HR guys got it, but like I think that it plays into the story with Bailey. Like you, mm-hmm. you underestimate her. Uh, she wins money in the bank. You underestimate her. Uh, she wins the SmackDown Women's Championship. She loses it. She turns over a new leaf with this new attitude, and she wins the SmackDown title again. I think that she's yeah. going to be the dark horse in this match. Uh, obviously, you're going to be looking for yeah. Shayna and Becky, but I think you you got to keep an eye on Bailey, as you saw, because she took out damn near half of the NXT Women's roster. Um, how do you feel about Body, all of them? How do you feel about the? Um, the invasion angle so far on NXT. I think I like that it's a slow drip that they're only doing like either the OC or Bailey. It's not a full fledged like fifteen people come to oh, NXT. So, yeah. Uh, I think I, I like it a lot that they're not having like a big brawl. They're like fighting uh. Ra- uh Roman Reigns is there, Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton, Ricochet, you know, like, kind of like, uh, you know, the SmackDown Under Siege kind of thing, because, like, the main, I think a lot of people on the main roster are underestimating, underestimating NXT a lot, so I guess they don't feel the need to do, like, a full-on invasion, it's just like, oh, they're, you know, they're developmental guys, you know, like, we don't have to, like, you know, do all that kind of stuff, so I, I think, you know, them coming kind of, like, one by one, one one by one or do you know just like one faction and like one wrestler words um i like it a lot 
also, uh, it's the rose plant. Right, it's the rose plant. Yeah. There you go, Chris. You hear that? It's the rose plant. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like I like the evasion a lot. So overall thoughts before we move on to because we we got a lot of AEW stuff to get into. Overall thoughts on NXT. I think that uh, I love it. Like I'm loving right. these shows because they are in full fledged. Uh, not only great matches now, but they got angles to them. They got meat on the bone. Now. Yes. Um, a lot a lot of stuff that was that we were kind of like concerned about, like at week three, where they were just like you know. They're just having matches that have matches, and like at the time, so was AEW. Um, uh, NXT has the best wrestling on Wednesday nights. Uh, I love the I love the ladder match a lot. I think I, I turn into uh, I'm a bit higher on Mia Yim than I was before. I hope she's okay. Uh, not I'm not sure how I feel about Kaylee Ray. Oh, you know I love, you know I love also Kaylee just, Ray. <laughs> Uh, I'm a, I'm a big Jimmy person, so you know I would have I would have like flipped over a table uh, if she would have came out instead. Um, also, just where is Tony Storm? I think she asked that about herself on Twitter. Uh, unless Tony, yes, is, I would like to know. <laughs> unless Tony's in you know another dimension, trying to call to herself on some Matrix stuff. <laughs> Uh, I'm also wondering where is Tony Storm? I hope Mia is okay. I hope she's rested up, um, and she could heal before uh, takeover. I don't know. I don't know where Tony Storm is. Uh, any any listeners here? If you see Tony <laughs> Storm or you have the whereabouts, um, tweet either uh, I or Cyrus, and and we'll talk about it on the show. <laughs> We'll have like Tony Watch or something like that. Like like the A show guys have like Sasha Watch or something like that. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, her last Tony Storm's last match was on October twenty seventh. Yeah, I guess uh, Millie McKenzie at OTT hmm. over the top rope wrestling. Hmm. Not NXT UK. I don't think we have seen her since the takeover <laughs> when she lost uh, Kaylee Ray. Yeah. That is that is exactly right. Also, she barely wrestled uh, for NXT UK prior to that match. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, because Tony's obviously a listener of the show. Uh, Tony, uh, if you want to come back to NXT UK and like put on some matches, we we would definitely enjoy it. I think Kaylee needs <laughs> a uh, Kaylee beat Zion Brookside today or on on the show. So I definitely Kaylee. Definitely needs a challenger, so maybe you want to get that title back. I don't know. Uh, Please return. I miss you. <laughs> All right. Call me back. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> we're, wow, we're shooting our shots on on the podcast. <laughs> so. What is this for? <laughs> so, ALW. We had our first pay-per-view, as we alluded to. ALW full gear. Um, some parts of it was were in full gear, and some of it wasn't. Um, before we get into Oof, some overall card, themes, card card could it get started for a lot of these matches? Before you get into some themes, overall thoughts on the pay per view? Uh, matches went fairly. Uh, you know, I think this is everybody's gripe. Like matches went uh fairly too long. Uh. 
I I like most of the match on the card. I just feel like a lot of a lot of these matches are like dark stuff. Um, nah, just uh, I say it, I I will say like I think I like one two. Three matches on the card. Wow. Well, four matches, which is most of the card. So, hmm. I'm, if I had to rate it out of 10, I'd probably give it like a 7. Ooh. Okay. Um, I would probably give it a 7 out of 10 as well. That's my main gripe with ALW. Match length, match length, match length. Pa- like, the pacing is off. Like... That shouldn't be a thing. I'll take uh, I'll take like a match for example. Santana Ortiz versus the Young Bucks was into that match. I'm like, this is great. Then it just ran on way too long. Like I was with like yeah, uh, like I think Nick selling his leg, and like but like even some of that selling kind of went on too long. Um, but it was a great match other, otherwise. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Santana and Ortiz get the win. But what I didn't get was what happened at, after the match. Oh, wait. Before before we get to that part, I think the match, like, after, when they went for the street sweeper and, you know, they didn't get it, I think the match should have just went on for, like, probably, like, three, four more minutes after that. Oh, so you, you, know? you wanted to go on a little longer. No, uh, when they missed the street oh, sweep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This match is 22 minutes long, and it's ridiculous. And it's also the opening match of the pay-per-view. Like, um, yeah. B. Priestley and and uh, Britt Baker, they were on the, uh, unfortunately, pre-show. they were on the pre-show. Like, we had alluded to this previously on, on the weeks. This is their hottest uh, women's feud, and they stuck it on the pre-show. And of course, and, they had an angle to go with it, but it was also yeah. on the pre-show. And match was good. It was good. It was actually Britt's best a- match. Yeah. I was right. <laughs> Since these two have chemistry with one another, with you know just having match history, they're going to have a good match. I hope they keep this feud going just so, you know, Britt Baker can get some more experience. And, you know, she has a rival now. And, you know, the angle is still hot. So, like, why not just keep it going? Don't, like, why would you fuck up a good thing? They're having a good match and they, like, more or less, you know, what we've seen. They hate each other. So there's, like, so much fire going on between these two. Keep that going. We'll, we'll get to what happened to that, like, right now. I want to go back to this damn mm. tag team match of what happened at the end. Yeah. Made no sense. Why Why is... I understand that the Rock and Roll Express got attacked. Why, in a Santana and Ortiz win, are they getting the comeuppance on them? Who is that helping? Who Who is that helping this- the Young Bucks? Are they uh, alluding to Santana Ortiz versus the Rock and Roll Express? That which didn't... already happened earlier this year. <laughs> I don't know why you want to see it again. It was a good match, but like you know, just watch that match again. Yeah, it's just like don't press your luck. You know what I mean? So I'm like, especially yeah. what happened with ALW Dynamite this week. Why? I'm I just like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you like? 
are we am I expecting to see Rock and Roll Express to get into standing soon? Like I don't I don't know, you know? This is you know, unfortunately I'm just gonna have to, you know, say that this is very EC uh WCW. Um you have this team win and then you have these old guys come and beat them up towards the end and it doesn't really make you know doesn't really make much sense to me. And then they try to fix that mistake and rehab it with this super long brawl on Dynamite this week. Yeah, so like on Dynamite, just to just to go into it, Santana Ortiz and Young Bucks basically fight throughout the back area. Then it spills into uh, the ring. There's a random Orange Cassidy signing. Uh, <laughs> That the crowd pop for. I don't know how many times you're going to be able to do that. Like, I understand, like... This joke is going to run stale soon. I love Orange Cassidy, but this joke is going to run its course. So, they fight to the stage, and Santana Tano Ortiz, uh, they're beating... <laughs> they beat them down with a sock full of baseballs. And mm-hmm. then they powerbomb Matt Jackson through the stage, and they further work on Nick's knee. So I think we're going to see another match between these two teams soon. Um, Tony Tony Khan actually said in the presser that they are having quarterly pay-per-views. So we won't see another mm-hmm. AOW pay-per-view until the first quarter. So like maybe like maybe January, February. So that's a long build. So that yeah. Um, also, this... You know, this long brawl between the Young Bucks and uh, Pride and Powerful uh, is, if you're watching on TNT, mainly through a commercial break. Uh, I was watching the show, and I was just like, man, sure wish, like, you know, since they do the picture-in-picture thing, um, I was just like, man, I really got to, like, squint at my TV to see this brawl that is going for far too long. And towards the end... uh, Private Party comes out, gives uh, Santana a light shove, and now they have a match next week. Oh, and also uh, Morton hits the Destroyer and a suicide dive. So, Oh, yeah, uh, during their paper. Man, uh, Ricky Morton. Um, old, old dudes doing, you know, the new hip thing. I wonder where I've seen that before. <laughs> PCL. Where is that at now? <laughs> uh, apparently, ROH in Purgatory. Uh, yeah. PCO. Come on now. Well, yes. Yeah, so, uh, just to know uh, for the, the for the three people who are still watching ROH, it, PCO is going to have a title shot soon for Final Battle there. So no. we'll, we'll see. And that contract is no. coming up. So um, <laughs> to go back, uh, the rope in the. Aftermath of the Britt Baker B Priestley match. So we got, you know, Brandy, these Viginettes. We actually see Awesome Kong come down here and lay waste to B Priestley. And she took a lock of her hair. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. She took a lock of her hair. Uh, I don't like it, but I'm willing to see where it goes. And. I are they going to be building to the Aja Kong thing that they did during the summer? I that's it. Well, <laughs> well, like on AOW Dynamite, Allie is 
doing an interview, and they're talking about how she's fourth in the standings and she's rising up. And the same thing happens. Like, Awesome Kong comes down, attacks her, takes a lock of her hair. With a slow-ass back fist. <laughs> so what I think they're doing is they're building up Awesome Kong to basically lay waste to every, I guess, lady in the standings, whoever is um, basically rising up. So she'll attack, I don't know who's third, uh, maybe Hikaru uh, Shida next week. <laughs> And then maybe. Oh no! Don't feed, don't feed her the, uh, don't feed her the Kong, bro. Uh, then it'll, then oh, she'll no. like maybe attack Brit, and then maybe she'll be the next contender for for Riho. That's what I think. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they're doing. I don't know if they're building a voodoo doll out of all this hair. Um. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna stick to the standings. <laughs> and Awesome Kong needs to get in the back of the line and win some matches. Well, okay, so let's jump to the women's championship match that happened um, on Full Gear. The speaking of standings, Emi mm-hmm. Sakura was 1-0. and So she had one singles match, which was a four-way, and that got her, that got her women's championship match. Before I get into this... Um, a lot of people were raising hell that day for them not yeah. doing enough to build up this Riho and Emmy Sakura. Emmy was basically tweeting her own creative. She was telling everybody the background story <laughs> between her and Riho. And then all of a sudden, Kenny Omega like tweets out like just stats, spreadsheet, a spreadsheet of stuff saying uh, Riho and Amy Sakura has had 230 something matches before this match right here, and you should be excited for that. Uh, and yeah, I guess. <laughs> and then collectively, like everybody was like, "Oh, that that's great. It'd be nice if this was on the show, though." Uh, you know what I mean? Yep. Like nice spreadsheet. Maybe you could show it on the show and, next time. Uh, uh, people that are giving hell to AEW for you know making Riho an afterthought in this women's division when she's the women's champion. Keep it up. Uh, they are doing these women a large disservice, and I, I guess we'll go more into that when we talk about this week's episode of Dynamite that <laughs> only features one women's match that is a squash match, and every other women's appearance is a valet or that weird segment with Aja Kong. I, <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, we, so I thought the Rio and Emmy match was great. So Rio and, and Emmy were basically building up the student, student versus teacher match. Uh, it was weird because Jr. immediately went to speed and power. Uh, he went into like <laughs> that. Uh, Emmy was the bigger. That's all he knows. She, he was, she's the bigger wrestler. I'm like, okay, wow, you're undoing basically all these tweets and all this work that Emmy was trying to do in building this match. Uh, I thought that it was a really good match. It was an emotional match, too, because Emmy started crying, like, before the match happened. So, like, this meant a lot to her, and Rio picks up the yeah. win. Uh, yeah, I, I was she meant a lot to AEW. Yeah, I, I, I agree there. Um, you know what? Let's just segue into what happened in AOW Dynamite this week. Like you said, 
they've been on the Nyla Rose Reformation Project. If you've been watching AOW Dark, uh, she's gone against mm-hmm. like Leva Bates, and she's been in a tag match where she's been featured. She goes against Danny Jordan, and there's people in the crowd who were chanting for Danny Jordan, and it's basically That's cool. I mean, good for her. She's on TV, but she gets squashed. Yeah. And Nyla picks up the win. And I'm like. And then, uh, yeah, I was just like, oh, okay. Uh, and then, you know, the Aja Kong comes out and cuts, uh, cuts Allie's hair. Um, I was just like, man, sure wish, uh, you know, I was, I was just like, I guess, you know, uh, they, they only mentioned Riho once on this uh, on the show on commentary. Jr. just talks about how Nyla Rose uh, has problems beating smaller opponents, uh, kind of like the Brock Lesnar uh, situation. And guess who's small? Riho. So that's all Jr. knows, baby. Yeah, yeah, Jr. knows <laughs> he knows sizes. He's he's not going to know like Absolutely. that's what Excalibur's there for. He he knows that the meat and the guts <laughs> of stuff. Um, yeah. Adam Hangman Page and Pac had a match. I thought it was uh, on both on full gear and and AOW Dynamite. They had a rubber match on Dynamite. Um, both equally as boring. You thought so? Like I thought uh, it was okay. So I thought both of these matches were solid, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, I'm ready for this feud to be over. I'm ready for Pac and Hangman Page to kind of do something else. Like I've seen them wrestle too much in such a short time yeah, span. Yeah. Uh, the the first the first like the first match didn't do it for me. I, as you know, I'll take that back. I thought the first match that they had was okay. Um. You know, Pac wins with the low blow, and I was just like, "Oh, that kind of sucks." And then, you know, he Pac has this amazing match with Kenny, and then you know, weeks go on by, and then Adam Page is just like, "I want a rematch." You know, you know, this feud just being pasted together as we go, and then, you know, they just have like a whatever match. I don't think these dudes have like a lot of chemistry with each other, and I think, you know, I. I think this is like the complete opposite of how I feel about the Britt Baker and B Priestley situation. I think these dudes should stop having matches and get away from each other. When I think uh, the two women should like, you know, keep having matches and just keep that feud going. Yeah, I think their dynamite match had a lot of callbacks to their first two matches. Uh, I thought it was the right thing to have Pac go over there, like have him be like the yeah, of heel and, and get his win back. Yeah, and then the well, it's funny because like a lot of people complain about like WWE with fifty fifty booking, and hey, what do you know? They they did it here, you know. Um, You'll never keep that same energy. <laughs> so I I agree. You got to keep these men far, far, far away from each other now. Uh, the best of three is ended, and Pac is the win. Now find somebody else, a dance partner from Hangman Page, and build Please. start build him up as a face somewhere else. And then half Pac, you know. Also, uh, did no cowboy shit at Full Gear. Very disappointed. Uh, I would have expected a revolver to come out or like a lasso or something. Oh, you were ready for like Red Dead. (laughs) I was waiting for some Red Dead shit to go on. 
Cowboy shit without the tuberculosis. Cowboy like, shit um, didn't happen in, in Dynamite either. Gotta. Hey. <laughs> That, sh- that cowboy shit made no sense to me, but it looked good on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have to talk about uh, the friend of friend of the uh, the war report here, uh, Sean Spears. Oh, uh, fr- friend of friend of the uh, the A Show uh, network in general. <laughs> he, yeah, he's friend of the A Show network. A friend, Sean Spears. He goes against Joey Janela. Um. I'm gonna let you talk about this match first. I don't want to. You talk about it. <laughs> okay. 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 This match was boring. It's okay. It, for me, it wasn't. It, it wasn't that it was okay. Maybe it was a little boring. In and the fact that they only built this up for maybe a couple days. Like I'm like, how? Days. Yeah. How can I get invested in like these two hating each other when I literally just saw a clip of like Sean Spears just beating Joey Janela up and like okay they have a match. <laughs> Joey is okay that that hair spot that Joey did where he ripped out a chunk of his hair. I was like, why, dude? Why? <laughs> yeah, un- unless you like plan on cutting like your hair. Like I don't, you know. I was just like that spot was like a little weird, you know. Heal stuff to be heal stuff, but I was just like, uh, I, I think you can do, I, I've seen better heal work. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that happens, and I think Joey Janela almost gets hurt here because they do a spike pile driver uh, with with Tully. Uh, with, the Tully with the Tully assist. With the Tully assist. They do a melter driver. Yeah. And then uh, Sean Spears gets the win. Uh, if you want to build him up as a heel, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with him getting the win here. I'm not really sure. I, I don't, I don't know what this does for Joey. Uh, and they're continuing this feud. Um, yes. Joey on dark, you know, sprints after, uh, Sean Spears when he's in a triple threat match and, well, what Sean Spears didn't really care about his win, bro. Well, it wasn't on the, it was on the main show. They had oh, yeah, Sean sorry. Spears, Darby Allen, and Peter Avalon, everybody's favorite uh, gimmick, the Librarian. Uh, this was basically a match to basically showcase Darby Allen. I think uh, Sean yeah. Spears. I don't completely disregards. Like, why it. they even have Sean Spears there? Yeah, he completely disregards it because he gets attacked by Joey Janela. So they're going to continue this feud. And Darby Allen does his coffin drop and beats Peter Avalon, like we said. Why is this librarian thing still going? I, I guess he's gonna be their jobber. Um, we'll get to what goes after in a little bit with Darby. Uh, I wanted to yeah. I wanted to talk about uh, what do you think about the AOW Tag Team Championship match between SCU Private Party and Lucha Brothers? Uh I would love to watch this match in a highlight form, because uh, you know this is this is a like an amazing spot fest. Uh, no disrespect, you know all these teams are fantastic, and but like just seeing all like the you know all the crazy high spots that they do and stuff is like r- really what I was like in this match for. Yeah, I, it was cool shit. Yeah, I I mean they showcase private party. Uh, like I said, like I don't think that 
you give them the titles yet. I think it would have been the wrong call for SCU to just to win these titles and then lose them. It would be like some New Japan thing where they play a lot of ping pong with their tag team titles. Yeah. And their uh, six-man tag titles as well. Uh, I think it was the right call for SCU to win. Uh, of course, there was like this after thing with Christopher Daniels running off uh, the Lucha Brothers and dressed like Pentagon. Maybe Christopher Daniels, I guess, has a feud with Pentagon. Then I'm like, what are you going to do with Phoenix? I, um, I don't. This is the second time that uh, AEW has done the wrestler dress up as Pentagon Junior. <laughs> yeah. uh, stop. <laughs> like I know which one is which and it never it never leaves me like when they do it it never makes me wonder you're like oh my god who could it be you know like if you're gonna if you're gonna come in dressed up as Pentagon Jr. and then you do the code breaker oh fuck it's Jericho yeah. <laughs> like come on it's just like oh like you know, Pentagon shows up this time. I wonder who it could be. Maybe the dude that, you know, Pentagon put on the sidelines for the whole, like, tag tournament. <laughs> like, it, it's never, like, a good mystery of, like, who is it whenever they do it. So, like, just stop. Yeah, like, dress up, I don't know, like, Jericho does a lot. Of, Jericho does a lot this in New Japan. Like, he dresses up as, like, like he had a bushy mask on. He... he like he, mm-hmm. he dresses up like, as a lot. Why didn't he just like come from the crowd or something? You know, like just have them do a brawl or something, and then they come from the crowd. I feel like they've or, done like, that a lot too. The entrance ramp. Oh yeah, they done. <laughs> this is the problem. They don't do shit sparingly. Yeah, they're like, all right, we're gonna do, we're gonna, we're gonna do this a lot, and you're gonna like it, and we're gonna keep doing it. Like you know what I mean? Like so. Yeah. All right, so let's get into the main programs here for both AOW. Yep. Full Gear and Dynamite. AOW World Championship match. Chris Jericho versus Cody. Remember, Cody loses this match. He can't challenge for the AOW Championship again. There's going to be a damn loophole down the road where he, he he's going mm-hmm. to. Arn Anderson, Dean Malenko, and Great Muda are the judges. You called it. You said that Great Muda was <laughs> going to be one of them. Uh, turns out they were just for show, and the horror movie of them... Going 60 Minutes was just that. Uh, it was a nightmare. Um, so MJF was in Cody's corner, and Jake Hager was in Jericho's corner. Um, I think this was a better match than I thought it was going to be. I, I thought that... Oh, they, absolutely. I thought this was Cody's best uh, AOW match. I mean, I know some people are going to say Dustin, but I think that was more uh, geared towards the emotion to that match. But I think this was a real good match. Um, Jericho, you know what I mean? Like, listen, I've given Jericho shit. I've given him a lot of shit. <laughs> but he he's their top heel. He's their top star right now. Yeah. And he's really I, like, owning like this brawler Jericho, too. I don't see who else the title can be on. Hmm? You know, like. Right now, they have like nobody. I like nobody. I want to see with the title right now. Yeah, I'm. I'm like thinking, and I think I was thinking about this. Like down the road, I think Mox is is probably going to be the guy that they're going to do mm-hmm. face as they build them up. 
But right now, Jericho, not only he is he owning it, he knows it too. You could tell he knows it. Yeah. So, ah, the big angle that happens at the end, uh, it alludes to the Bret Hart and Bob Backlund match that happened. Like, that's what I immediately thought in Survivor Series when Owen throws the title. I mean, the, the towel. And, uh, yeah. So, Cody, escaped, he escapes the Lion Tamer, and then Jericho puts him in it again. And then MJF throws the towel. I'm like, we're like, mm-hmm. but here's the thing, though. We all knew that this heel turn was coming. Like, we knew it. It was... It, it is the most obvious heel turn ever. Like literally since the, like before dynamite was a thing, it was just like Cody aligned himself with MJF. MJF is going to turn. I think if they would have held off on the turn, it probably would have like, it would have probably did a more of like a, a service, you know, and maybe, you know, down the line, MJF gets a title shot and then, you know, maybe Cody does, you know, does something bad to MJF or like, you know, you know, uh, just like the tipping point is just like enough to be like being in Cody's shadow. The thing, but, the thing is to me, like no. even at the end of the match, they prolonged it even, they tried to prolong it even more. And I'm like, dude, I already know what's going to yeah. happen. Like he's two, two, three minutes of, I'm so sorry, man. Oh, please forgive me. Blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. Like, all right, cut the shit, man. And then, and the fact that MJF did a low blow instead of doing, you know, probably like a wrestling move, I'm just like, wow, that's dumb. So the crowd loved it to the point where I, I think this guy was a plant because he's wearing an AEW shirt. He throws a beer <laughs> at MJF, and it hits, and it hits, hey, it hits a scarf. <laughs> so like, I hope that he watched it. You know what I mean? No, he did not. <laughs> so going fast forward a little bit, Chris Jericho has a promo. He still wants his thank you. And then MJF comes out to Cody's music because everybody thinks that Cody's going to come out. Um, they have, I thought that was good. They have this banter back and forth, which I thought was pretty fun. Like they stayed heels. Um, uh, I thought MJF's promo before interacting with Jericho is probably some of the Best stuff I've heard in AEW yet. Well, he's not calling everybody. And then he started. You know what I mean? Yeah, this was like you know, like something that was personal to him, and it was just like you know, he was he was talking that talk. Like I really enjoyed it a lot, and then you know, all of that kind of just went away as soon as he started interacting with Jericho. And you might have loved it, but it's 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 just uh, it's just the Kevin Owens and Jericho thing again. Yeah, they did. The, they played in on the whole like them saying Cody Rhodes at the same time where like, yeah, somebody did a, uh, like a video of it. And I was just like, you know, just like a video comparison of it. And I was just like, Oh yeah. Same shit. Jericho T and doing that whole thing. So WWE has the bad creative, bro. Yeah. They even mentioned the Hooventude too, which got like the Hoovy plant. So of course Cody comes down. He's not cleared because if, if you look at his eye, this, this guy has some crazy gash. Yeah. So he comes down. He okay. They botched the hell out of that power slam spot. For yeah, Cody should have not been out there. 
trying to do stuff. Like he's he's like clearly hurt. So he t- or you know like hurting. Yeah, he attacks them. They get it on the second try, and then all of a sudden, I think they teased this guy once. But Warlow comes out and he aligns himself with MJF, and they both beat the hell out of Cody. They even hang him by his tie or by their tie. Um, mm-hmm. So. MJF and Warlow, there you go. That was his debut. He's, uh, uh, I, see. I forgot Warlow was even debuting. They teased him once. Because they stopped playing. <laughs> yeah, they teased him on the first episode of Dynamite, and I never saw another video package again. So when he saw, when he came out, I was just like, who the hell is this guy? Um, it's cool. Um, also something that we kind of just missed, it was just like, you know, uh, that article came out saying that Jericho wanted MJF to be part of the inner circle. And then they do the back and forth. And it was just like, do you want to join uh, inner circle? Do you want me to well, join? do you want me in inner circle? Do you want to be in it? Do you want me there? Like, just the most annoying back and forth that really brought, you know, uh, MJF stock down. After I was just so high on him in, at that moment. And also, like, there's no answer to the question. Um, is he is he going to join uh, Inner Circle? Is him and Warlow going to be their own thing? Here, okay, so... Unsure. Okay, so here's the thing with that. I think that they intentionally left that open-ended, and I like that. Because it's like mm-hmm. a loose alliance. You can't have... Okay, first of all... You can't have MJF well, join the damn inner circle because, like, yeah. it becomes the day. Da- I don't want him to join. Well, it becomes the NWO at that point. Like, remember when the NWO? I thought the same thing. Remember when I NWO like had Hall Nash, Bagwell, Hall Nash, and Hogan, nah, uh, and then they had Six and Cool, and, and then Rick Rude, and then Ted DiBiase. But then all of a sudden, like IRS or Michael Wall Street joins, or like uh, Vincent joins, and then like. You know, like Stevie Ray, like you know what I mean. Like it was, it just got ridiculous at some mm-hmm. point. Like you don't want the inner circle to be that, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm kind of glad that he didn't join uh, inner circle, or was that it wasn't finalized. I just don't like that they kind of like harped on that point and uh, them unifying, them unifying under their hatred of Cody is just like I don't think Jericho doesn't really have to worry about Cody anymore since he can't like challenge for the title. So, I don't think they, like, should have really unified over that. Okay. You know, I think Jericho should have just gave him his prop. It was just like, hey, thanks for not letting me go 60, you know, or, you know, doing Cody a favor because he's a bitch or something, you know, something else. And then, you know, kind of, like, set up another, like, uh, title contention or something. But I will say I was high on that NJF promo. I'm not. I'm not going to shit on everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Jericho does have. He he's got some problems because they had the SCU versus in, with Jericho and Sammy Guevara match. Um, mm-hmm. Guevara took a lot of uh, a lot of offense from SCU at first, and, and yeah. then uh, of course Jericho beats on Kazarian. Scorpio got a hot tag, and the crowd did not react to it. Like. Which is I'm I'm confused. It was like <laughs> when he when he hot tagged and the crowd didn't roar. I was just like, what is going on? It was on? the coldest hot tag ever. I was just like, yeah. I'm like, oh wow, okay. So like they had this like weird thing where 
it looked like Jericho almost missed the COVID breaker. Um, mm-hmm. And then they had this like whole back and forth. And then Scorpio rolls him up and gets the win. Like, yeah. So I'm like, um, w- w- what's funny is that I'm looking at the clock and it's literally 10. And I'm just like, why is this mess still on? <laughs> and then Scorpio Sky applies the cradle. Um, I not a huge fan of you know the cradle because I want I I want him to have like a strong win you know like I want to see like him pin somebody for the three after a finisher you know it was it was like producers were like go home go home go home you know what I mean <laughs> like it was like yeah you know, like that that's what and even when they do have a match that's on the middle of the show they you know Scorpio Sky does the cradle uh nah. <laughs> so he wins. That don't do it for If me. you were watching it on Fife, um, on like Fight TV, like Jericho has this huge ass tantrum to um, end the show. Mm-hmm. But if you were watching it on TNT, they abruptly cut a cut and went to a show. So <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I saw I saw a little bit of like his breakdown, and I saw a video earlier today. It was like it's a true like it was a tribute, or you know, just Jericho reacting. To a loss back in like uh, WCW, and I was just like, "Oh, that's cool," uh, but nah, I, I want I I want uh, I want Scorpio Sky to get like a strong definitive win. Also, this being Jericho's first loss, the fuck? It's the it's okay. It's not a singles loss. He's still undefeated in that. It's a tag loss. Yeah, yeah. So is Scorpio Sky gonna get a championship match or no? Because the wins and losses weigh differently in tag and singles uh, singles now, matches. Now, if you go off of that, they do weigh single. They do weigh differently. So, like, and yeah. so it doesn't like you can get a win in the tag, but it doesn't really translate to a single. Where like Jericho is either five and zero or six and zero or some shit. Where's my consistency? Uh, I, they got. They still got to figure out this like <laughs> standings thing. To round everything out, we got to talk about the unsanctioned blanks outmatch John Moxley and Kenny Omega. How, how'd you feel about it? Okay, so a lot of people did not like this match. Talk to my friend. Right. I talked to my friend about that. She's like, "This is super excessive." Um, it turned. <laughs> they turned her off. To be honest, I did not mind it. I didn't mind it. I what I what I didn't what I like I said what I didn't like was that it went on and on and on forever. So like when you mm-hmm. did things like bring out the huge ass barbed wire like fencing thing and do a suplex in it, I'm like wow man like I've already seen you know them putting glass through each other. I've already seen like Kenny get thrown through mouse traps. Like you know what I mean? Like it was like building, 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 building. And then to go even fucking crazier with like, you know, shout out to Champa and Gargano, uh, their second match. They they take they undo the ring, and um, Kenny does a loved it. Kenny does a Phoenix Flash. And I'm like, oh my god, he broke his face. Like, and then they do more spots to it, and then Mox gets the win. Like I said, I was okay with it. Like, I'm okay with all, like, the brutality of the match. 
as long as they don't do this a lot. Like, if they don't do this match yeah. for a very, 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 very long time, and from what I've read, Kenny asked for this. Not. Kenny asked for this, and Tony Khan basically said, like, we're not doing this, like, over and over again. Like, I'm, I'm actually okay with it. I'm actually fine with it. So, Mr. Deathmatch himself, I'm under, I'm wondering, like, what did you think of it? Uh, <laughs> if you know me, I, I like Deathmatch Wrestling. Um, you can listen to the first episode of Spot Callers where we, uh, where we review some Deathmatches, uh, I think, uh, Big, uh, Big Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, Death Vegas 2018. It was a really great show. Um, as I liked the violence, I guess. Like, it didn't bother me at all. Like, uh, it was... The match was built of what it was supposed to be. Um, it's not a hardcore match. This is a death match. So, you know, when I saw the... When I saw Kenny Omega actually doing, you know, like, the barbed wire bed spot i was just like holy shit like kenny omega did not hold back and he was kind of like true to his word and being like you know this deathmatch guy dude he was raking and i said before he was raking oh, yeah. uh Mox- raking his yeah mostly with a barbed wire broom loved it finally using the barbed wire broom <laughs> and i cackled in the way he used it um i i said like a couple weeks ago i think like I'm looking forward to seeing Deathmatch Kenny or, you know, just Hardcore Kenny. And I was very impressed here. Like, this match, I haven't pulled up on Cage Match. Shout out to them. This match went 38 minutes and 46 seconds long. Now, <laughs> this is where my problem starts. I think they could have just went spot to spot much faster. Yeah. If you're, do- like, if you're doing a Deathmatch, I don't think really... Come on. Nobody wants to see you guys wrestle. <laughs> like uh, like Kenny Omega said in that promo, what are you going to do, chain wrestle me? No, Nobody wants to see you guys chain wrestle. So I think this match could have been cut down like probably like 10, eight, 8 to 10 minutes and it would have like kept his integrity, you know, just like in hype and all that. Um, some things I'm not okay with as, you know, a fan of some deathmatch wrestling. I would like I would like to see some light tubes. Uh, I would like to see the glass. I, I think Joe. I want to see more Bob wire. I think I, <laughs> I think you're going to see that like more so with Joey Janela than and maybe Jimmy Havoc other than like Kenny. You know what I mean? Like I th- uh, I think I think we're going to see it from Jimmy Havoc probably before we see it from Joey Janela again, since you know Joey Janela is doing his like wrestling redemption by you know doing his British bulldog thing. Uh, but nah. I liked it. I liked the match a lot. Uh, I think the the Phoenix Splash on uh, on uh, you know the Explor- the Explorers boards of the ring. I didn't. Really, I wasn't a, too big of a fan of that. That's not hardcore. <laughs> I don't know. It was hardcore. That, I think uh, Kenny's face apparently. Oh yeah, huge black eye. Yeah, that shit looked real bad. Nah, I think uh, I think at that moment probably. If Kenny Omega would have did a, a like a missed his Phoenix Splash onto a glass slab, I would I would have gave this match five stars. Oh, <laughs> People were that probably would 
top, like, probably would have been, like, top five matches. Like, uh, nah, let's bring it back. Like, top 15 matches of this year. <laughs> People are already, like, oh, man, like, this is too much. Like, imagine if they did that. Like, that would be, oh, my God. Uh, oh, yeah, that would have went insane. Also, like, people that were just like, man, this match is too violent. Come on, like, lights out means death match. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> Let's not be ridiculous here. Uh, I liked it. Uh, I, I'm, I completely understand if people were just like, I don't like this match because they're, you know, death match is kind of like a super niche. Yeah, it, but, like, if... It definitely caters... But if you're just like this... Oh, go no, ahead. it definitely caters to one... Like, it, it definitely yeah. caters to one... Like, niche you know subset of fan you know what i mean yeah and so i can i can understand if you're just like i don't like the match because i'm not a fan of deathmatch that's fine but if you're watching a deathmatch and then you're saying it's too violent now you look silly because that's basically what they were building up this feud to like the the apex of it like these Mm. these these guys were gonna kill each other and that's basically what they did and one of my favorite things about this match is just like watching Renee Young's like Instagram, uh, I mean Twitter account, and she's just like, "Wow, I hate this." Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like Christmas is a good plant palate cleanser. Uh, God bless her because there, there's yeah. a lot of violence in that match. So AOW Dynamite, uh, they play into like Kenny. Obviously, he's not cleared, and he asks about how about Mosley. Like Mosley's fine. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, oh. yeah, no. Not a scar on Moxley's body, but Kenny Omega, big black eye, and a deep gash on his like back. He, hey man, he, he, he uh, he's deathmatch now. <laughs> now he's gonna get all the uh, all the deep scars and shit like that. So Moxley comes out and it basically beats up uh, Kenny Omega's best friend there, Michael Nakazawa, and squash. Um, I like what he said. He's like, that counts as one win, right? Like, that actually counts. Yeah, that was funny. I like so, that. So, like, uh, he said that he respected Kenny a lot, and then he called, he basically called out anybody, and alluded to what we were saying yesterday, somebody accepted, and that is Darby Allen. He will, him and Kenny, yeah. him, no, him and Moxley will be fighting next week on AOW Dynamite. Uh, that's... I think... I think uh, Darby Allen could have probably just came out, you know, did like his entrance and all that. Um, I don't, I don't feel like you know uh, Darby had to have a match and be like, I accept. Like the people already love Darby Allen and already know what he's capable of, so I don't really think they needed him to, you know, beat up Peter Avalon and you know basically give Sean Spears a a needed loss. Uh, he probably should have just came out in that moment, and it probably could have just been like Joey Janela versus uh, Peter Avalon, and I mean uh, Sean Spears versus Peter Avalon, and oh. Joey Janela comes out. Ooh, that would been a. Well, the match gets cut short because Joey Janela comes okay. out. All right, you saved, <laughs> and he gets like a disqualification. Or something. Okay, you saved it because I was like, ooh, let me just pull that back. <laughs> that's a that's a big ratings get there. Um, <laughs> so also next week. This will have a dynamite dozen battle royal. So 12 men will compete. The last two left standing will face each other. And a singles match on the Thanksgiving Eve show with the winner getting the dynamite dynamite diamond ring. So they're not introducing a mid-card title 
anytime soon. I don't think so. Um, I, I think I think this is like uh, the greatest Royal Rumble belt. Like this shit doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so like, is somebody winning? Are they gonna be like kiss the ring? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> definitely, if they're gonna get a ring, I definitely think whoever wins that should definitely flex it. Um, I'm not. Uh, are we sure who's gonna be in the match? So we can make some uh, predictions of who might. They win? did not announce who was gonna be yet. Oh, okay. Um, if it's gonna, I'm gonna just fuck it. I don't even need to see anybody. I want. Uh, I want Brandon Cutler to win it. All right. Uh, <laughs> wow, Brandon. Hold me to that. Okay, so you got Brandon Cutler. I am going to go with. Hmm. I'm gonna go with Luchasaurus. Oh. I'm gonna go with Luchasaurus. They did have a match this week. Uh, Jungle Boy, Marco Stunt versus Dark Order. Uh, Marco Stunt, Ooh. my man. Uh, Stink. Err, that match sucked. <laughs> he got a. Uh, well, Luchasaurus came out. That that was the big thing. Yeah, that like they had that really boring ass match to to get that pop when uh, Luchasaurus comes back, and I thought it was pretty cool. Dark Order picked up the win. Uh, Marco Stunt, he, he got it. He, he got his ass beat. Um, I think that's going to be the theme mm-hmm. with him. Yeah, and uh, Dark Order cuts a promo. Uh, yeah, and they tried to offer uh, Marco Stunt to be one of the <laughs> Dark Order. Yeah, uh, I don't think um, I don't think Marco Stunt has an uh, you know has enough mass or you know strength to be the cushion in that weird chair. <laughs> yeah, was, uh, he'd probably be like an armrest or something. Yeah, like what? What? What is going on here? I'm like, there's no way he's gonna be able to hold somebody up. Yeah. Also, like, uh, well, what's his? His name is like Evil Uno, yeah. right? Didn't expect him to sound like that. Same here. I am like, oh, thought his voice. I, I thought his voice might be a little deeper. I think he might need to get one of those like Darth Vader things, you know, really sell. So it. he's basically like, you know. A little evil Uno, or uh, par yeah. evil Uno, or like sometimes evil Uno. <laughs> <laughs> right, <that is> <laughs> so before we get out of here, we're going to touch on ratings real fast. So we we did expect that uh, AOW was going to have an increase with the pay-per-view. Uh, they did 957000 this week, and NXT uh, did 750000 this week. Not a big drop. For NXT, cool. and uh, you know, smaller increase for AEW. I think everybody had a good week this week. Like, yeah, that's it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, <laughs> I would. Uh, to you, to you, uh, rate the uh, the Wednesday Night War is still going on, guys. Yeah, like, did you, is it? Uh, last question. We, we still doing this? Did you Did you think that AEW was gonna? Did it surprise you that they were going to like they like, were under a million this week with, with full gear? Yeah, yeah, not a big increase after the pay per view. Um, you know, it, it it like I'm not gonna lie, it was kind of like crazy to see like NXT numbers, you know, be like you know kind of low and then like drastically shoot up after the invasion. But like, you know, right now I'm I'm just really focused on the quality of the shows, man. <laughs> All right, that does it for our show. Like we said, uh, next week we're going to 
the A show and the war reporter could come together because we got to do our predictions, right? We got to do takeover predictions. Yeah. Hopefully we know who's going to be the fourth man now that we lost a, a dude. Um, and we're going to do Survivor Series predictions because that's also SmackDown, I'm, Raw, and NXT. I love, love Survivor Series. I love Survivor This is a crazy Survivor Series this year, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it, I, I hope they don't make the NXT people, like, do war games next year. You know? Uh, so they're not pulling, like, a crazy double duty uh, like this year. Please don't bury them either. You know what I mean? Like... Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll save it for the A-Show, but NXT need to pick up some wins. <laughs> yes, please. Um, yeah, as always, you can follow us at RNC Radio Live on Twitter. We got a new show. Uh, we have the Big oh, Eyes yeah. Podcast. Everything anime. Everything anime. Like I said, on that on the network, we have everything, something for everybody. Uh, we have a new RSBN. <laughs> <list grows. laughs> we have a new RSBN. Uh, we have a new Random Acts of Podcast Gaming because Luigi's Mansion came out. Of course, mm-hmm. Death Stranding. Of course, we have a new A Show. CM Punk is back. Uh, Big shock. <laughs> I mean, depending on who you uh, ask, like people will be like, "Well, he, he signed to Fox. He's and, doing WWE stuff." <laughs> it. It doesn't matter. CM Punk is back and he's talking about wrestling. And let's start the counter of when he like returns in ring. Uh, this is a really uh, really cool get. Um, uh, what else came out on uh, this week? We have the challenge. Uh, it's a Absolutely. challenge with uh, Maggie and uh, Meals. Uh, we already said RSPN. Mount Silver podcast. Think, uh, Mount Silver with. Uh, New po- Pokemon, uh, Pokemon coming out, uh, Sword and Shield coming out right yeah, now. Yeah, actually, right now. <laughs> yeah, like uh, we actually like tweeted a picture of it, like where people like holding it in their hands. So yeah, I was just like, it's not even midnight yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wow, like this is advanced. Yeah, so feel free to check this out. Next week is a big week uh, for mm-hmm. our show. Like we're gearing up for our first takeover. You know what I mean? It's going to be so much fun. All right. So for myself, Johnny Rawls, and my man Cyrus, uh, come out. We're coming back next week.